Do you think it's just going to be us three? Yeah, I reckon. I mean, it might. The other two might join at some point. I think let's just get cracking and see what happens. Have we started? We've done the intros. I'm looking forward no, to these intros. A lot of that will go on the uh, the pre-credits bit. <laughs> the pre-credits. Yeah, pre-credits. you know we always have like a the, the cold start. <laughs> Previously on to my I can't even remember what our podcast is called. I'm very, you know, when you haven't played hockey in a while and you're feeling a little like your touch is off. That, feel like that I'm podcasting has nothing to do with when the last time I played hockey. My touch is never off. And that's why Apples is not allowed to play mixed team anymore. (laughs) (laughs) To my left, 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 left. No, not there, Phil. That's right. Hello, podcasts, and welcome to To My Left Insert Topic, episode 27 of the occasionally profound, but always profane, one hour plus of nonsensical chat between five guys. Not that one, as we meander through our 30s, trying desperately to work out life, sport, politics, and why Mig and Phil can't be here today. But anyway, moving on, my name's Jonesy, and I'd like to welcome... Two of my great buddies who have bothered to turn up for the first time in three fucking months since we've started recording this con- this podcast. To my left is York's answer to Danny Dyer. He was recently excused from the uh, recent meeting of the Morton Food Festival for channeling his inner Danny Dyer and after making pointless statements about nothing all but other shouted twat at the end of every sentence. It's apples. Just the three of us, we can make it if we try. Twat. (laughs) Also to my left is a man who's just signed up for pro cycling team Giant Alperson. Despite his age, being in his late 30s, the uh, managing director of Giant Alperson said, Tommy Linder lives up to the brand of Giant Alperson. He's going to be our GC rider for the Tour de France. No one quite lives the brand such as a giant and caffeinated hair such as Tommy Linda. <laughs> I feel like I need to sing now, but I don't have a song. So uh, I'm just going to say twat. <laughs> Once, twice, three times a podcast. AWOL from today's podcast. He's still going to get an intro because I fucking wrote it and I'm not wasting it. <laughs> Also missing from the podcast is a man who, described by his fellow members at an NCT course, of being a very confident but popular guy. And at one session, while trying to do a demonstration of the breathing exercises for giving birth, had an asthma attack, but no one noticed any difference. It's Phil Cochran. Also missing in action, probably at an airport somewhere after he just clogged him, uh, tagged himself in on WhatsApp at Gatwick is a man so random Camelot have hired him to pick the balls for the National Lottery. No Tombola machine or any computer program could be so random as Miguel Ledo. Last night's lottery numbers were 8, Quattro, 12, Estrella, 46 and yes. And the bonus ball was Squirrel. It's Miguel Ledo. Is is that that. what the kids are calling it now? He's dropped it. He's dropped himself in on WhatsApp. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, he's always <laughs> dropping himself in on WhatsApp, isn't he? Do I sound like a very old man sometimes when I talk about that? Yeah, just sometimes, mate, just sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Tommy and Apple, thanks for joining us. What are we drinking today? <laughs> I'll start. Okay, so actually in a bid after destroying my body and not recovering until like, what, three days, four days after, I'm actually just on water, but I have had three coffees before the podcast, so I'm feeling Ooh. very excited. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> I'm also getting no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so I tried to make up with it and caffeinated beans. Oh, well, this podcast is going on all night. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike me. By Kenko. <laughs> you take three, three coffees and three Viagras. So, when did you last go out? When did I last go out? What, for a trip? Yeah. Right, okay. So, when I went out with Ricky, it was not last Saturday, Saturday before. And I, I genuinely, I had. Beer, sweats, everything. I was a mess until Wednesday. <laughs> and I, I finally start, started feeling better like Wednesday evening. So I was, yeah, broken a little bit, let's just say. And I was drinking haven't... 7% cider. Uh, basically, one of their friends, oh, in the Arches. Um, yep. uh, just in case London you didn't know what Arches was, podcast. Oh, no. Apple's used his hands and made them in a, <laughs> an M shape. One of, you um, McDonald's? Yeah. <laughs> one of in, the old, friends, in the old golden friends has got like a cider brewery bar type thing um nice. so yeah yeah i didn't even know he had it so yeah so we went there and got a load of free drink and yes and i was drinking some cider prosecco mix which was potent but dangerous because <laughs> because we started at literally 11 o'clock so yeah anyway sorry I did you not keep it session apples i don't know what that means but i don't think i ever keep it session let's be honest <laughs> Yeah, World Cup fever, mate. That's why you just I, I recovered. Don't the, well, that was the game where I got first goal score, right? And the right score for England game. Oh, but yes. I don't even remember watching the game. <laughs> Fucking hell. What, the Sweden game? Yeah, I don't remember it. Literally don't remember it. I just that remember like banging on a tin roof, singing Southgate, you're the one, you could bring it home again for about 90 minutes, solid. That was that it. <laughs> I had a sore throat. <laughs> where does the tin roof come into it? It's like in the arches, so it's got like um, like an arched. I don't, it's like corrugated it's like, iron. It's like this, Jonesy. It looked like this. That's what arches look like. They're making uh, a pizza yeah. hut. No. Uh, pizza hut. <laughs> you know all the tunes. You are with the oh. kids. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Tommy, what are we drinking, mate? Well, talking of keeping it session, I'm drinking a session pale ale. It's called a session pale ale. Is it called Dead it? Pony Club? Ooh, that's what it's you were dead. on. That's what you were. I listened to the last podcast today, and it was when you were on half term in April. Oh yeah, and I got hammered. Oh, uh, was that Easter or April? It must have been Easter. Yeah, and you had you had a Might Dead Pony Club then. Did I? Yeah. God, I'm a creature of habit. You really isn't are. there. Isn't it like an unwritten rule where if an ale actually comes out and says it's a session ale, surely it should be like like a double negative. That means it's not a session ale and you're lying. Oh, well, it's 3.8%. It's definitely okay. session. <laughs> it's shandy. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's from the uh, the good fellas at Brewdog. Oh, yeah, God bless you. can tell by the label, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic. No, our podcasts cannot see the label. 
if if Brewdog or any other Sharps or any other brewery, anything which has gluten in, wants to sponsor uh, the podcast, <laughs> me and Tommy would be very appreciative of it because Phil would have to turn down anything which is hipster ale just because it goes against his ethical code. Apples can't afford the toilet roll, which uh, he would definitely need if he had the gluten of beer. And I've got a lot of toilet roll. Yeah. If you need any, I, I signed up Tommy, to a toilet roll company. In the way... <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yes. And I and they sent me a box, yeah. and I could fit in it. It was massive. So we've got a toilet roll in every cupboard. You remember, Jensi, when you bought loads of toilet roll in uni? Yes. And you hid it all around your flat. I basically had to do that out of necessity. It's in every oh. cupboard. Every time I open one. So if you need any toilet roll, mate. Apples, I I've got completely back. forgotten about when you hid all my toilet roll around the flat. I found it like months later. <laughs> yeah, there was one that you had to pick out little shreds of it. Yeah, you rammed like, it in so hard. It was like a dispenser. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Breedog do plenty of gluten-free beers, so they could definitely sponsor us. Shh, don't tell him that. Oh, okay. They want all the beers. There's a, bit of There's a Breedog bar on the walk-in. Did we not do it when you came up? Oh, no, because we went to the beer festival thing around the back, didn't we? We went past yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't there. Have we not podcasted since uh, we had a night out in York? Nope. No. Nope. What have we that... missed so far, guys? We missed York. We've missed... The entire me... World Cup. The entire <laughs> World Cup. Me dying, almost dying in hay. Uh, yes. Woolly's wedding. Woolly's wedding. Willie's uh, wedding. Uh, Willie's <laughs> wedding. Why does that sound Indian? <laughs> We've missed England winning the one-day series against India, which just finished. Well, we haven't really missed that. Oh, yeah, missed that. <laughs> no one's really missed it. Anyway, I am drinking Doombar Pale Ale. No I don't asked. know if anyone's heard of it. It's pretty good. I like your suggestion that Phil couldn't drink it because it's hipster. I don't think Doombar Sharp Brewery is <laughs> not the most hipster of breweries, but it's a lovely ale. I'm really sure we used to Phil. serve Doombar at the Weatherspoons like <laughs> 17, 18 years ago when I was working there. Yeah. Well, I didn't like ale back then. Just <laughs> <laughs> copious oh. amounts of whiskey and rum. I had a Foster's yeah. of the weekend. My I pancreas how horrible it is. Oh, Foster's is nasty. What are you drinking Australian beers for, for fuck's sake? I um, I went to see Paul Simon. Such an old man. I was the youngest person there. Simon and Garfunkel, <laughs> called Paul Simon? Yeah, or just a random bloke called Paul Simon? Paul, I oh, saw oh, Paul, oh, Paul and Simon. Yeah. Um, supported by... Oh, someone Garfunkel. so good I've forgotten their name. Can't remember. <laughs> Who would it have been? Someone quite famous. Ruin that one. I couldn't. I can't remember his surname now. I was trying to sing. We were watching the Paris Roubaix stage of the Tour de France, and I was trying to remember who sang Cobbles. Remember the Cobbles song we sang in Portugal every time. Cobbles, 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 Cobbles. And all I could think of was Ray Liotta, but he was in good. No, Ray Lamontagne. Sounds That's like you're singing one. about Afghanistan. Kabul, Kabul, Kabul. <laughs> it works in so many different ways. So many layers, that song. Yeah. <laughs> Apples has got all Team America again on the podcast. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
as his nipples appeared on screen at the same time. <laughs> Whoop, that's there, that's there. the signal. <laughs> as soon as he shows his nipples. <laughs> right, it's time for enemy or hero of the podcast. Apples, take us away. Uh, I've got to the, the main one. The it's got to be, isn't it? Southgate, you're the one. Oh, you still turn your bingo cards. You could bring it home again. No, it's got to be like. To be fair, look, we we got the easy side of the draw. We didn't particularly excel. Far from it. We got lucky with the draw. We got as far as we could get with the team we got. But actually, it generally did. Football has been shite for a lot. England football has been shite, disappointing, just infuriating for years. And I think, to be fair, I don't care what anyone says, everyone was getting involved. People who didn't watch football, the country rallied around it a bit when all the other shit's going on with Trump, the Brexit shit, all the rest of it. And I think it just, I don't know, it just gave people a, a little thing to forget about. And no, I think it was brilliant. I, I, I really do. I really enjoyed the World Cup. But I, I think Southgate has got all the credit for that. And I'll be the first to admit... I I'm dead against him becoming manager and how wrong I was. So no, we've got Southgate. that on record. To be fair, yeah, I think you have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My other one, just to throw in a cheeky one though, the Ooh, creators of the uh, the um, Donald Trump balloon. <laughs> have yes. you seen it? The baby balloon. That's got to be the best thing in the world. So they, they they've got a little place in my heart. But I did love as well. I don't know if you saw it. So New Jersey actually created a, uh, a, a crowdfund website and they got enough money to purchase the baby balloon so they could take it when he goes back home. Oh, <laughs> That's amazing. A real That's a real do you, thing. So, yeah, do you know you can buy that balloon on moonpig.com or whatever it is now? Is it really? That doesn't yeah, 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 it's fucking brilliant. I bet someone quickly fucking, what's it, put the, um, what's it? Not, what's it called? Trademark or... Trademark, yeah, you know what I mean. Equivalent. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's ours. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Southgate and the... Uh, Got two heroes. Trump baby balloon people. Yeah, no two villains. Heroes. I'm being positive. Ooh, so Lovely positive stuff. today. Hell yeah. Stuff. Tommy? Well, then can I have two enemies? Yeah. I had two enemies and then I put a positive spin on one of them. But okay. I could do two enemies if Apples has done two, two heroes. My... Um, my enemy slash hero, I guess, would be <laughs> I have really hated watching ITV commentary. ITV yes. World <laughs> Cup is so fucking shit. So I'd either have BBC as my hero for making ITV look so shit, or <laughs> ITV as my villain. Alan Coist has been all right. Yeah, there's been all right pundits. It's mostly the commentary. Like, um, yeah, it's just been. Like, really hard work. And it feels like, I, I was going to do the research, that every time we get knocked out of every major competition, it's it's televised on ITV and it makes... And I'm not blaming ITV for us getting knocked out of major competitions. It just makes it way more infuriating. 9% before the Columbia game, which we went on penalties, our ITV win ratio was 9%. It was unbelievable. I hate there was a moment, Jid, like, you know, when you hear, like, you get the comedy shows and they they actually put, like, the tumbleweed noise in. So, like, mm. when there's been a bad line, there's a, it's the main guy, so not Neville, who was doing it, I think it was him, the other guy, is it Tilsey? I don't know who it is. But he oh, kept Chelsea. coming out with these one-liners. He did it twice in the Belgium game. And even Gary didn't know what to say. It's just like...
Hazard. Like, just, he just started commentating again because it was just like, it was so bad. It's the, the puns, they're, oh, they're pun believable. Hey. <laughs> no, sorry, but, but they, 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 it was worse than that. I mean, like, like oh, fucking hate ITV commentary. I watched the final on BBC. Oh, I think everybody did. I would love to see the viewing figures for the people who watched yes. it on BBC. And people who That's got to be there. That's got to be possible, surely. Google it, then edit was it in. And um, was it more than watch pixels? That's all we want to know. You're right there. Um, fact checking Farmer Air. Um, turns out 8 million people watched uh, the BBC coverage of the World Cup final, and only 2.5 million went and watched it on ITV. Not bad, I suppose, but um, not that impressive. Right, so any other enemies, or should I just okay. put... And then my I've other enemy, more. well, it's particular. M's just walked in, so it's particularly poignant, is uh, is Love Island. Whoa! Oh. Now, it's, no, I don't have a problem with Love Island, and I don't particularly have Yay. a problem with... No, I don't mind it, it's fine, people can watch it, it's absolutely fine. The issue is, is that working in a female-dominated environment means i hear nothing else so every day at work every lunchtime every time i'm in the staff room um i hear nothing and it used to at least we could i'd had the football to distract the conversation um but now is there's just a lot of love island although i did hear a good one yesterday someone said that apparently someone on love island yesterday said uh Carpenters are the guys that make carpets. <laughs> uh, that, I, that was yesterday's hit. So you watch it as well. I watch it a bit, but did you know, like, oh, they've actually come out. No, no, I, I, I enjoyed it. Like, last year, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, but I, not, I, I have lost my rag of it this year because they have actually fucked up and they've gone full X Factor. And did you see, like, four four of the contestants, two of them are gone now, before the contestants have got the same agent and we're all in the same music video and stuff? They So they all know each other. So they've all been pretending, like, oh, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. I don't know this person. But they've all got the same agent. So ITV are fucked up and they're, they're, they're not commenting as it currently stands. The, the, the music video is Pussy on Lockdown or Lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Damn, I got these bitches on Lotto. Damn, I got these bitches on Lotto. They drag me in the house and then they Lotto. They find it for the number one spot. Using the word say, interesting I, very loosely there, I have to say. <laughs> I don't have a problem with the show. I don't. It's just the way it takes. I like it has way more airtime and it has way more interest than i think it deserves agreed <laughs> i haven't seen isn't danny dyer's daughter on it or some shit like that yeah, yeah danny just a word of warning i was trying to find the song and i put pussy lock yeah don't google that <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work not safe for work not safe for work <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> but yes, Danny, Danny's daughter in it, and she sounds just like him, which is <laughs> just as bad. What? So she sounds exactly like you do. Uh, 
it's really off putting to podcast why Apple strokes his nipples. Have you noticed? What are you putting down? Have you got a little. What? Are you you not going to toilet during the podcast? That's where you put a towel on your seat. What? Yeah, no, because I'm literally sat here in my boxes because it's so hot. So I've just got a towel to help not it rub my legs. Anyway. Oh, I do. It (laughs) sucks up all the sweat. Well, it's got kind of a dual purpose. So it does do that as well. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. This towel stinks. <laughs> Apples in his jazz rag. <laughs> anyway, uh, right, so we've got Southgate and Baby Balloon Trump as heroes, ITV commentary and Love Island conversations as enemies. I would like to nominate an enemy because I'm a miserable bastard. Uh, Tommy, because we got thrown out when Me? we first tried to get in there, how much does it cost to buy a pint in Croydon Box Park? Oh, Six pounds. Six quid? Yeah. Six quid? Is that right? I don't know, I'm guessing. Right. The world's gone commercially mad when people are encouraged to spend six quid on a pint just to fucking throw it up in the air and cover a bunch of fucking strangers just because England score a load of football. Is that not just commercialisation gone off its fucking tits? Stop throwing beer just because we score a goal. It's nonsense. It's annoying. I don't like it. I don't want to see it again. (laughs) Stop it! (laughs) I think, to be fair, it must be good for the commercials, like as in for the companies. I don't think it's not like they've advertised it. It's not like, yeah. it's not like there's Carly the Foster's advert going, Get it a is. beer with your mates. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's gorilla it's marketing apples. That's how it works. Yeah, they get... uh, you do it and you don't know why. It's exactly. Gorillas are uh, in charge of like advertising agencies and they're <laughs> telling people to throw beer all over themselves. Well, gorillas were, didn't they? Did you actually see? They... It was on one of the games. I think it was the same. No, it might have been the fight. No, it's the semis. And they were. Uh, I think Gary Lineker was taking the piss. They were like, "Oh, let's just have a look at Croatia." And like, "Oh, only two. Only two beers are thrown in the air. Let's have a look at France." Oh, there was five. Like they didn't even. Um, yeah, they, it, I actually made a comment about it there. It does seem to be a British thing, but yeah. <laughs> what? Why? I don't get it. I I, I agree. I hate it. it as yeah. Well. It is just nonsense. Anyway, so beer throwing people at Croydon Box Park. I don't like Croydon Box Park anyway. <laughs> is so, it yeah, just there or is it? I was just about to say, this seems to be against more about Croydon Box Park. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, so, Box Park. Or beer price, prices or what? I don't know. <laughs> Had you gone by then, Tom? Uh, oh, no, no, you were you were at Croydon Box Park when we walked down with the bikes and then the bouncers were like, you can't take bikes in. I was like, I literally just walked past four people. Yeah. Yeah. No dish right. Tell me, you've got to pick a hero at Southgate, Baby Balloon, Trump. Southgate. Southgate is hero. Southgate. Congratulations, Southgate, hero of the podcast. Walking past all those other heroes we can't remember. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Enemy. Apples, you've got to pick between ITV commentary, Love Island conversations, or Croydon Beer Park. <laughs> well, I can't vote against Quinn, can I? My roots, man, it's my roots. So, no, I mean, it's got to be ITV commentary, isn't it? That shit's got to be in there. It's got to be in there. 
Right, in comes, in comes ITV commentary into enemy of the podcast, walking past the likes of Donald Trump, Big Phil, Chris Jay-Z. Jones, and to <laughs> bow down to the throne of Jen McKay. <laughs> Love to see that commentary. Talking about the commentary very quickly, though, did you? I did like Gary, uh, Gary Lineker's little dig at um, Wright. He said, Oh, so Match of the Day's back on in two weeks. She'll have the usual, like, you know, me, Shearer, and Whitey. Don't know what he's been this last month. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite right. To my left, insert topic. Tommy! <laughs> right. This is because I was on the Easter holidays. I did. So I have started uh, talking about this, but I'm just going to finish it off. So it's prescient. Check. One, two, three pages of stats I worked out on why supporting team sports is shit. <laughs> now, I, I'll give it to you that my topic has lost a little bit of momentum over the period of the World Cup. Why? What did we win? That was. What did we win? What? What did we win? Yeah. Yeah, but it was still more enjoyable than it was unenjoyable. Did we beat a bunch of championship teams with a B team of Premiership players? Yeah. Was it fun? What? Yeah, Colombia? No. Did we throw beer over ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Anyway, it's not about that because th- that research hadn't happened. So, I worked out since basically my team sport supporting career, I'm calling it, began in 1990, watching yes. England lose in the World Cup semi final. As did so it to me, the first game of football I ever watched, yeah. Yeah, it began with misery. And now I have put it down to. So, I've got. I started supporting Newcastle in 93. Glory support. Promotion yeah. that year. Yeah. Well, they were in the old first game promotion that year with Kevin Keegan. Um, finished Is that third because you didn't, want to fans, you didn't want to support Bristol City because you're not that, like, <laughs> you know, boring? At, at that point, I, I hadn't heard of Bristol City. I was only 12. 12. 12. Um, yeah, anyway, they won promotion. Finished third, then finished sixth, then second, then second, then 13th, got to the cup final, then 13th, but got to the cup final again. Um, Fourth, third, fifth, 14th, seventh, 13th, 12th, relegated. Promotion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did I go past 2010? Did I keep going? Yeah, okay. Shearer when you got relegated. (laughs) Yeah, Shearer took over, got relegated. So I worked out, supporting Newcastle, we had, since I've been supporting them, 39% win record. So they've won 305 games, lost 322 games, drawn 207. Bristol City, over the last, since, oh, since I've been supporting them, 38% win record. Not great. I'm supporting the wrong teams. My entire <laughs> basis of supporting teams that have done well is Chennai Super Kings in 2010. Yeah, call the Chennai Super IPL. Kings. Freddie Flintoff's uh, team, that was. He played twice before his knee nice. 
2012, <laughs> Zambia won the African Cup of Nations. I was supporting them. On, they won on yeah. penalties against Ivory Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and by the <laughs> way, we should know Super Kings. I like teams which sound like a packet of fags. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, and England rugby winning the World Cup. In 2003? Yeah. Have we reminisced? Have we have you missed about Gretna? the podcast? Oh, yeah. What's that? Gretna. You missed Gretna? Gretna. Yeah, wait a second. I've got Gretna. 2005, oh. uh, yes. promoted. 2006, promoted and got to the cup final. Uh, 2007, uh, promoted <laughs> and went out of business. <laughs> Folded in 2007. So three glorious years. I'll give you that. Bear with me. The, record, uh, I bet it was better the owner years. died and his son said, fuck off. <laughs> Am I giving money to that club? <laughs> wow. And M- Minimum was out on his arse, bless him. McMinimum. Good old McMinimum. Yeah, Bath Rugby. Haven't won anything since 1996. Oh, no, they did. They won Europe, but I wasn't really supporting them at the time. Didn't really notice. Just to put those re- percentages into some sort of context, because I saw this, obviously, because Chelsea have now got Sarri, haven't they? Conte's win record was something like he got the best win record out of all Chelsea managers, and his was sixty-five point something percent. So that just shows you the difference between what you're supporting and, Chelsea. And you were still yeah. fucking miserable with Conte in charge. I was in the second half of the season. Yeah, definitely. I I know your point, and I think we covered this a little bit before, haven't we? But Today, like, there's some probably yeah. <laughs> There's some random uh, club supporting sides. Like I think Coventry City, until last season, they have never finished in the top half of any league for the last 25 years or something like that. So their win percentage must be in like the 20th or, <laughs> yeah. you know, because they were in the Premier League for such a long time, just stinking out the place like Stoke. <laughs> and then they just lost money and just were in the bottom of the championship and then they're in the bottom of League One and then they're finally in League Two. But, like, it must just suck just to be... You pick like, a team, you roll, yeah. the, roll the dice. Yeah. And unless you get bought out by a billionaire. Yeah. I mean, whoop, it, whoop. but <laughs> is it better to support, like, a West Brom or someone like that than the Villa? Because West Brom, you bounce up, you bounce down, you win the boing, league, boing. you have a bit of a celebration. Yeah, boing, boing, exactly. Where the Villa just mid-table mediocrity for... 25 years and now we're just in the championship stinking out the place as well with Steve Bruce but I'm a little bit Birmingham Birmingham won a league cup in the last exactly yeah we went almost bankrupt to win the league cup with Nicholas of Zidic and Obafemi Martins of Newcastle fame yeah one of the many I'm sure they talked about this on Quickly Kevin like the history of having particularly Nigerian players who no one knew the age of. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> suspected they were 10 years older than they said they were. What was the Everton guy? The Everton... I can't Tribo, remember. West, you're thinking of? No, there was an Everton Nigerian. I can't remember what he was called. Everton Nigerian. We need Philly. Yeah, we need striker? Philly. Yeah, striker. Oh, we... No, that's Leeds. No, he was after Middlesbrough. Was he? Yeah. Jonesy, is it too late to call the podcast? 
I think the answer you're looking for is Daniel Amakachi. Bye. Yeah, but on the World Cup, so one of the things I was going to mention was like the stupid moments. Like there was a couple of absolute classic, silly moments. Like, so Mitchy Batshuayi, when Belgium scored that goal yes. against England, <laughs> and he decides to really excitedly pick the ball up out of the net, smash it straight into the post and back into his own face, which was just <laughs> absolute comedy. I mean, you couldn't get better. Did he you took see it me? really well, though, on Twitter, didn't he, or something? It was it Instagram or Twitter when he was just like, why does this shit always happen to me or something <laughs> like that? Why always me? And then there was Hugo Luis. Did you see, like, he literally swallowed a whole dragonfly. And yes. And like, yeah. had to, like, spit it back out and it just flew out. Like, that's just shit like that. There's a lot of weird shit. Yeah, the, I wonder whether the there's French more the French keeper or the Belgian keeper? I can't remember. France. French. Yeah, France. The the, the one who because he tried to be like delicate in the World Cup final after he was like <laughs> they were four one up and try and do a little like pullback and it just Sweet really people. ended up yeah. Do you know the silly thing as well? He would he could have won the Golden Glove and he lost it by being an absolute doing that basically. Yeah, yeah. So so Courtois won it in the end, but he would he would have it would have been joint with them I think. Like he would have he would have probably won it in all fairness because he would have been the winning keeper. But yeah, obviously absolute gaff. What was he doing? What was he thinking? Well, he Brilliant. was trying to just show off because they were. Was, I mean, yeah, when you you know, commentators always say, "What was he thinking?" He knows exactly what he's fucking thinking. He wants to make a name for himself on the World Fucking Cup. But he does. Oh, he does. But there's a few of those keepers who who will try and beat a defender, and Loris is is one of those. Yeah. So it's not like he's never done it before and and had it successful, but on yeah. such a world stage. Well, I guess if you're going to do it at some point in the World Cup. When you saw it was one of the Colombian games, they had Higuita and Valderrama. Who were, two of the, they're not the greatest players in the world, but they knew how to take advantage of a fucking brand on the biggest level by just yeah, being yeah. a bit of a character. You know what I mean? You can get away with that kind of... It's like that Iranian guy who took a... Uh, the throwing when he was losing, oh, yeah. and doing a gamble, and it just and like he, completely he, he gave up. He gave up. Oh fucking talking a gamble! I forgot to tell you guys. Uh, is gamble an expression which is just brummy based, or is it? I've never heard of it. Okay, it's you know a gamble is a forward roll anyway. Okay. So uh, <laughs> I, I was round uh, Will's house playing with Robin in the back garden. And he'd just been taught how to do a gamble or a forward roll for people not from Birmingham. So he, she, he was like, oh, he was like, Dad, do a forward roll. So he did a forward roll. And he was like, Uncle Chris, do a forward roll. I did a forward roll, not knowing how close Robin was to me. Oh, I no. did a forward roll. My legs came flying over and literally drop kicked him straight in the chest. <laughs> and he went flying across the garden and impaled himself in the paddling pool on some kind of toy thingy. I was so <laughs> fucking good. Why are you laughing so He won't ask you to do it again. <laughs> He's all right now, but at the time it was so funny. But it was, yeah, it was like, oh, shit. I've just, I've just Googled it. And it says to gamble, run or jump about playfully. Yeah. For example, the mayor gambled towards Constance. No, is, that, is that the same sort of role. meaning? A gamble's a forward roll. Well, not according to that one. Well, Are you gambling it... towards Constance? 
Gamble. Uh, Urban Dictionary. Rolling forward headfirst to either a standing position or to a sitting position can be connected so that more than one can be completed in succession. That's yeah. your next step. Sometimes you... called a forward roll. Uh, Who knew? Did you miss the can be connected to your nephew <laughs> <laughs> for special finishing move. <laughs> it does say here as well, usually done by kids or drunken adults. <laughs> So my, my last my last thing on so I'll I'll take that as my topic because then that cuts a bit of time out. But the last thing I was wondering, and they did mention it on one or two of the podcasts, is how do you think? So obviously, given all the political stuff against Russia, the sanctions and all the troubles, do you think Russia was just on its best behaviour, or do you think? And I'm genuinely interested because I don't know enough about it. I've never been to Russia, so I don't know. Do you think maybe that a lot of the shit that was going on beforehand was anti-Russian propaganda against it? Or do you think they were maybe just on their complete marshaled best behaviour to make sure the country was shown off in the right light or what? I don't know. It's exactly the flip of what you're saying. Was it anti-Russian propaganda? No, it was great Russian propaganda. This is what Russia do. They, And this is what... Trump is doing, and that's why he sides with dictators instead of siding with democ- uh, democracies. Russia will show you what they want to show you, and will tell you what they want to tell you, while they do all the underhand fucking anti, you know, homophobe, you know, the homophobic, the uh, corruption, the, you know, against human rights stuff underneath the surface. But their surface is so well-oiled, it is so well-marketed, uh, and so so much propaganda to show Russia as a good light. All of the pundits and all of the podcasts and all the commentators are saying, Ah, oh, Russia, it's been really nice. Everyone showed us a real fucking good time. That is on purpose. That's the KGB, under whatever name you want to call it now, showing Russia in a good light. Russia have the best marketing campaign ever in this World Cup. And FIFA and football and the media have lapped it up like a bunch of. What about whole cities though? Like, so what's the? And I've probably got this wrong. I can't remember. But I was there. We had. Um, I'm sure it was just a World Cup podcast, and they had um, basically two. They're journalists now, but they. I think they. They must have lived out in Russia for x number of years i don't know if you heard this one jonesy but like they were talking about i'm sorry it's sochi but it's the it's the place that was the old closed city like where they did the space shit i think fucking itv yeah, brought it up yeah, every yeah, time yeah. they had a fucking game there but like um they were saying like the people genuinely were just like wow we don't normally get this many visitors and there was a bit of an amazement there like surely not all of it can be that massive i get i totally get what you mean like i, I don't doubt for a second most of it was but I'm sure the majority of Russian people who get on with their days and don't give a shit about what their government is doing, the same way that we don't, you know, you try and disassociate yourself with Brexit and Theresa May and Boris Johnson, all that fucking shit. They lapped it up, you know, and they welcomed people into the country and they wanted to show off their nice parts of their society. But underneath it all, you've got to remember that in the last two three fucking years their government has invaded 
another European nation for the first time since the Second World War. Their government has sanctioned the hacking of the biggest superpower in this world's election. Their government has sanctioned poisoning for people in a small suburb outside London with a uh, radioactive waste material. We don't know how much us and America or even the rest of Europe have done against them, though. Like, we, we won't hear those stories. Like, I, I suppose that the thing I get n- not numb to, and this is coming for someone that kind of is not bored of this stuff, but, like, you get told so much shit from either side, it's perfectly plausible to think that half of the shit you're hearing about the bad stuff is just as bad. It becomes so... The, the real message gets so diluted in all this shit, it becomes very hard to know what the actual truth is. So what I mean by that is, I don't, I don't believe for a second you're not telling me um, American special forces or spies have ever not killed anyone in the last five years that's been rushed. I mean, come on, that, that common sense tells you, you know, common sense tells you that it's got to happen. You know, like those dark deeds happen for every country against every country. Do you know what I mean? But, is that not right? Or? Jamesy got very aggressive. I just knocked my microphone over. You're you're completely right. I was moving my hands to make a point. About the invasion thing, you're spot on. There's there's no dispute in that. There's no dispute in that. But the spy shit and stuff, I don't know. Okay, no, there's always going to be spies. There's always going to be an espionage. uh, 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 And whatever that word is. Espionage. Yeah, Thank you very much. But the point is, and you just alluded to it, there's always going to be a point and counterpoint. Unfortunately, Mm. the media, and especially in the last five years with Trump and coming through and all this kind of stuff and Brexit and all this stuff is that a counterpoint now for the opposition of rational common sense has just been saying well this is this is another point which has no basis or grounding but because I can say it with no basis and grounding this is a valid argument against it Fox News, the Russian propaganda machine, Piers fucking Morgan, you know, uh, Michael Gove, everyone's board of experts. There's no, the rational conversation has been lost now because everything is so polarised. So, yes, Obama sent more drones to kill more people and more innocent people got killed through that, but there was a bit of accountability behind it. There is no accountability for the way that Russia invaded another European nation the first time since the Second World War. Just a quick interjection from the To My Left Insert Topic podcast lawyers. Uh, We'd like to apologise to the people of Kosovo and Albania. Um, None of the presenters or anyone associated with the podcast denies that the Balkan conflict happened. And back to the podcast. plutonium in salisbury you know what i mean it is just just because you can name something else which is sort of linked to it doesn't make it right at all no it doesn't make it right i'm just saying i just as i said that i completely agree with you on the invading stuff like there's no dispute in that the facts are the facts but um yeah the plutonium shit in salisbury i don't know if you can count that because there could have been plutonium shit in Oslomo, but the god, like we don't know, do we? We're not gonna, yeah, do you know what I mean? Poor well, Doris, I would delivering say, delivering her bear and vodka and got poisoned by some plutonium. Like, we don't know that. Like, it seems a very the... messy technique, yeah. Like that's other governments smart. do it a that's bit cleaner, smart, maybe. Is it? Well, I don't know, it, yeah, it, but that's what I don't get. If they're that good at it, 
Would they have made it that obvious? I don't know. Everyone fucks up, I guess. But <laughs> well, it's more their arrogance that they just don't give a shit that probably yeah. they don't have accountability, I guess. Be- yeah, because they they cloud the issue with nonsense, basically. I mean, all countries should be democratic. All countries should have a strong opposition and a strong ruling party and an equal balance between the two. You know, it, it it's count it's balance and and counterbalance. It is for for any country to prosper, you want to think that the best thing which happened from that Second World War is that there is a democratic process in countries, and when they Brexit get back. when they get oh yeah, definitely. And Brexit, as much as I'm against it, and it doesn't agree with my politics, then if legitimately there was a Brexit vote and legitimately the people voted for it, then that should happen. But what we're finding is that they broke election rules, so there's maybe the need, if this was a a, a court of human rights, and I know we're moving on to Brexit now, which is a completely different point, but if this was a court of law, there would be a retrial because the opposition did not play fair. Yeah, but then the problem is, that's the problem. I mean, that's it's just Cameron fucked up because he said we're going to have a vote and we're going to have one-off vote and it's yes or that's no. That's what I was going to argue. Yeah, and as soon as you've point. said that, you're fucked because yeah. you cannot... If, as soon as you can have two votes, you can have three votes, you can have four votes, you can have... But we did have a vote. Votes. We had a vote in 1974 or something. When we, yeah, yeah, yeah. When but he called it that we're going to have one off. We're never going to... He said we're never going to do it again as soon as he said it. Because he, he? he was so confident. But in the words of Apples' hero, Danny Dyer, where is he now? He's gone off with his trotters up. Twat. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I guess that's my point. And I, look, I'm not trying to look. I'm not saying I don't believe in democracy, but it's just it's so hard when you're told that democracy is right. You know, yeah. everyone gets a vote. It's completely fair, but it's not. If people aren't, to be blunt, informed or educated enough to make a, a right choice for the country, is that the right thing? Just because they get a vote? I mean, see, this is where it's hard. Like, I don't know. That's like saying. Well, kids, kids should get guns because at least they get a choice of whether they they might want to shoot someone. Well, no, because they're young, they don't know better. Like, I'm, I'm, it's a bad like bad example, but I, don't, I can't think of something better. But I don't know. I'm trying to. I I don't think democracy always works. It doesn't. No, but, but none of them work. Humans yeah. don't no, work in any political system. That I think so like it's, it's not a perfect solution, but it's the best one that we've got. Socialism, or like there are plenty that could work, but other other. Animals would work them better. Yeah. Fascism is really underrated, though. <laughs> Love a bit of fascism. <laughs> Love a bit of fascism. We should have that on a To My Left Merch t-shirt. Apple's fascism's <laughs> underrated. <laughs> I think the main thing you're saying, though, Apple's, is that the more you know, the more sceptical you need to be. And I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with being sceptical. Yeah. yeah. That's true. But, I mean... We're moving on to what my topic, my emergency topic was going to be if there was just the three of us. <laughs> but, Did you hit the red button? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've had this as backup for weeks. This <laughs> He's had this for so many episodes. It's going to be such a cracky. And I can't wait for this topic. It's going to be brilliant. My emergency topic, and unfortunately my, my old man, who is really one who's going to agree with this, and I have to side with him eventually, is that Jeremy Corbyn... Oh, I bet that hurts. 
Jeremy Corbyn has got to fucking go. He is useless. Oh! Oh, the U-turn! The Josie U-turn! No! Wow! Yeah. Love that, man. So, there is... There is... There is no point beating about the bush with this. Like, I agree completely with his ideological stance on on this country and how we should be governed. That for the many, not the few, to readdress the balance between the big banks and the you know, and to nationalise public services for the greater good of of the country and i don't think a lot of uh, i don't think many people will disagree with the legitimate principles of of the guy and you know of his uh, affiliates such as john mcdonald and diane abbott and you know uh, and <laughs> what just trying to wait, count are you waiting for me to do the dead no, fingers no i'm doing a diane abbott counting joke just a visual one. It's just one of your apples. No. But at the moment, the Tories are in a fucking mess. Absolute mess with this Brexit bill. That <laughs> checkers thing that they had, what, a week last Friday when they all agreed to this white paper and then the people literally in charge of doing the Brexit just was like, yeah, yeah, Theresa, yeah, yeah, we'll take that. And then two days later, no, we're not doing this. Fuck off. You know, they are in a fucking mess. Prime Minister's questions. Jeremy Corbyn's talking about a bus service in fucking some country, some countryside place. It's like, what planet are you on, mate? Seriously? What are you doing? She should have been any Tory leader. Ed Miliband would have ripped her a fucking part at the moment. I mean, Gordon Brown, the, not the most electable lad, but a very good politician, did so much and will be remembered for doing so much to help us out of the banking crisis. Some people say they would cause it, but they'll be idiots. Uh, you know, there is so many people in that Labour Party who are on the back benches now. Chucker. Who could do a better job than that? Chuckaruna exactly is my, my point. Him today has motioned... A uh, a reading in part or a question in Parliament against this Brexit bill. No one from the fucking front bench did that. Chukaruna did that because they are the front bench in waiting for the opposition. And we're not going to beat the Tories. We're not going to beat this fucking shit tip of a government that has left us in the lurch with big business or in regardless for, uh, through Brexit and got us into this mess. The Tories are making an absolute dog's dinner of running this country at the moment but the opposition is not strong enough to take it and Jeremy Corbyn has shown the leadership of Miguel on a pub crawl <laughs> oh <laughs> Miguel doing a stag do yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no, Miguel has been very good at stag do <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. But an, a non, a, an unplanned pub crawl Miguel would be very bad at An <laughs> unplanned pub crawl That sounds yeah, awesome unplanned With nuns <laughs> a non-planned Like pub... nuns on the run yeah. <laughs> That's what it should be called yeah. Well we got Robbie Coltrane already <laughs> hey. Can we do that next time you boys are up to, L- uh, up to York Dress up as nuns Nuns, nuns on the run <laughs> It's a very, it's a very, you know, historical religious town. Yeah, it's also like massively up to date film that everyone's going to be like, oh, they're doing nuns on the run. <laughs> on the run. Yeah. We should do other niche films. Yeah. I just, I, 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 we could I, use the, use it again. 
I've heard blacking niche? up and trying to be Whoopi Goldberg is, is not the right thing to do, though, so <laughs> might have to avoid that one. <laughs> Older and wiser, you have learned. I have learned, see. I learn these things. Learn I'm by sensitive. doing. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid. We could do the Pope must die. That could be another one. Okay, Jamesy, so, so what's going to happen then? Oh, so we're, we're back politics. onto my like, topic now, yeah. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, the nuns came away. <laughs> yeah. they, get, they get everywhere, those nuns. Bloody nuns. So, no, how's it, how's it fix itself? Like, because, let's be honest, you can't, I mean, you talk about the backbenchers, I don't know enough about it, but I just see shit, shit, shit. I see all the smarter, more intelligent leaders going into, let's be honest, businesses of CEOs because they get more money. And yeah. when arguably those those people should be going into politics because you want the, the smartest people running the country. And instead we get the cast offs, it feels like a little bit. Well, I'm look really at honest. it. When Tony Blair, one of our smartest politicians, quit politics, we had a go in for making money. What is the point of having a go in for making money? He's done his service. He did 10 years as prime minister on... 120 okay. grand a year which is i'm sorry peanuts compared to no that's, the level that's exactly that. my point. why that's, not that's let exactly him make fucking money uh where do we go from here i have no fucking idea corbyn ain't gonna go anywhere because the trade unions and you know len mccluskey and momentum have literally so taken over the labor party are we so- stuck are we stuck on shitty coalition governments until someone just happens to appear like southgate i know like poor comparison <laughs> yeah. no poor comparison but you know when england football so shit you don't see an end to it and the person you least expect and you wouldn't afford just suddenly appears and steers it steers it right is that no. is that generally you what know, we're hoping for you know somebody what? You're fucked not, up like 20 years ago up. You're not far off, to be fair. I mean, Southgate has has shown that a nice, quiet, balanced opinion mm. got England to a semi-final of the World Cup. Uh, and it's a balanced opinion, you know. The best exactly. leaders have taken the centrist level, and that's where someone like Chucker, as Tom said, is pretty much is pretty much there. But we live in such a polarised world where... So, what you said that before, what do you mean by polarised? Define so, that, forgive me. You are either on... So you look at oh, uh, you either won or the US yeah, election, yeah, you either got yeah, Trump yeah, who's yeah. so far yeah. to the right, you have or you've to, you got have Bernie to, Sanders who's so far to the left. Yeah, yeah, the balanced that. opinion, which the majority of people are, like we're saying in Russia, the Russian people are, you know, mainly balanced, don't give a flying fuck about what... Putin's doing to whatever they just you know welcoming people over and that's all they're doing. How do you know? Well. <laughs> well, hey, come on in, guys. Anyone that rides a bear topless is fine by me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, Russia's no, Russia's anyone. like a really nice Airbnb. <laughs> there is there's a date. The problem I think in politics is that people want a career and they know if they stick their neck out, that's true. It, they'll either get they'll do well sometimes but 99% of the time they'll get it their neck chopped off and their career's over or they they have to start from the bottom again or so people are just a bit scared to 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 take it on I think as much as anything I think that's a lot of why we're in the position we're in and maybe back to the football analogy that's part of the problem with um, you know no one wanted the England job yeah 
But I mean, I mean, even Boris would do a better job than Theresa May's doing at the moment. I mean, he's a bumbling fucking idiot, but at least he's got a little bit of leadership in him. He's not. He can complete a sentence, comp, you know, competently. Did I just struggle to finish? Yeah, that, that was yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a bit. I did Good that. that was a bit. I did that on purpose. Yeah, obviously. Get Nick Clegg back. He also, he's not afraid. You know, what? you know If you're a little kid, he'll rugby tackle you. That gives no shit. <laughs> Nick Clegg. He doesn't hold back. <laughs> Nick Clegg did a lot fucking better than history yeah. will remember him for. I mean, the Tories were under fucking Clegg. control for that yeah, five years. Yeah. Is it time to lighten up the podcast? Drag Ooh. us out of the depths of despair. Do you want Phil's topic? Yeah. Yes. See my left insert topic, Phil. Very quaffable. <laughs> oh, that was spot on. Um, so, guys, we were thinking about, obviously, we met in university and we all ended up, well, I say we all ended up, like, Phil ended up with a nickname, or sorry, I ended up with a nickname, <laughs> my nickname was Big, because I got a big willy. Can, can I ask why this is a camp impression of Big Yeah, I don't know, it just got, it just got slightly camp, I don't know, I just don't know. Um, Apples, see, I, I don't think you ever had a nickname. Can't remember if Apples ever uh, had a nickname. Some, I think, just got away with it. Jonesy, you had chicken when you were younger. Oh, now I turned into a woman, somehow. Um, <laughs> Nick, did Miggy ever, ever have uh, any nicknames in your Yeah, Manuel for a while. Ma- well, for a while. I, I had porn star for about a month. That didn't last. I don't remember you, <laughs> but well brought up here. Yeah. Just tell me to remember in, that one. Year two, in my second year, so I was effectively just a quiet fresher um, when we did the sevens. I think it's because I estimated that the G spot was about up here. Um, so uh, I, I had porn star on my. Um, Rugby Seven shirt, and I was like, "This is this will stick. This is a good name." And then no one remembers that. <laughs> disappeared. It disappeared within about three weeks. It was did not last long. Flash in the pan nickname. So I didn't particularly have nicknames. Did anyway, it take a testimony to get rid of that? Yeah, nickname. didn't. Yeah. It had several people approach the microphone on that one. Um, and is that when you used to call your penis the microphone? <laughs> yeah, approach the microphone. Where is it? Um, is this thing on? Um, it's like one of those very small 80s microphones you see on top of the pubs too. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and so Phil's point was, do we need to, now we're a bit older and uglier and wiser, maybe we need to update our... Um, are nicknames because obviously you get your nicknames a lot of them are based on things that you did like apples actually you're back to drinking cider now so maybe maybe you can stick with that but you know supreme leaders coming on as a bit of a nickname i know exactly what happened here phil did a funny on whatsapp about six hours ago and he wants to double down on it that's exactly he's trying to double down he's decided that jonesy needs a new nickname and what would that be phil it's pumpkin because Jonesy's always going home at 12 o'clock. He is always going well. home at 12 o'clock. He is 12 o'clock. And he is know, I, I like that, actually. It's good, I like that. Pumpkin. It's nice as well. It sounds cute. Right, pumpkin? Oh, pumpkin. The one like... night 
Do you want to explain to our 40 listeners why my nickname is Pumpkin? Uh, I wasn't out. I'll explain it. When Jonesy refers to one night, every night, <laughs> Jonesy starts... Jonesy will often make jokes about Mig falling asleep, but at least Mig tries to stay out. Mig may fall asleep in a club, but he'll get second win and reappear. Jonesy, he just goes home. Jonesy gets tired and he wants to go to bed. <laughs> and the music's a bit too loud and people are a bit too boisterous and there's all too much fun going on. And, you know, he wants to get home. He needs his beauty sleep, does our pumpkin. So, yeah. No, hold on. What happened was we went out in York from about midday. You see, I, I see the use the word midday instead of the numerical Mid- value of that. Hang on. Just to confirm, we went out at midday. This was the Saturday. We actually didn't go out until the football game, which was at like four o'clock. <laughs> All right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, right. yeah. in your defence, we were out late the night before. But yeah, yeah, we we were up late the night before. So no, we got. Smashed at a beer festival in York somewhere in some back end social club. And I was pretty pissed to be fair. Uh we've been to a few bars and then at midnight we ended up in Yates's wine lunch, as Yates, it was known. Yates. And Pats. I'm not gonna lie to you, podcasts. I'm thirty six years old. <laughs> I got in there, realised I was at least fifteen years in the the meme uh age of everybody in there. Pissed Meme or medium? No, I can't remember. Am I using the right words again? Anyway, but realised that I was pissed as a fart, I was quite tired, and the inner monologue in my head was, I hate this, I hate these people, why is that man acting like that? Why is that woman only wearing a bra? What is going on here? The music is fucking awful. Just looking at Phil and Mig. What is (laughs) Mig and Phil doing? (laughs) And why is that woman wearing why a bra? Is Phil wearing in- a bra? <laughs> instead of having trying to have a good time and in my head hating myself, I decided to Google map how far it is to walk home and did. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. You guys got home at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I got up. I, mean, at... I thought the video was from about seven or eight. Or <laughs> it was like. It, it... It was, was pretty It was terrible. daytime. The video is brilliant. Uh, I got up about two hours after that, went through a hour walk around York, had a lovely time, read a bit of my paper <laughs> on a Sunday morning, and waited for you guys to wake up and had a lovely time. So mm, if you guys want to judge me, judge away. Did I have much of a hangover? No, because I, on the way home, grabbed an orange Lucasade and some paracetamol and an ibuprofen and know how to manage a hangover correctly. Like a pumpkin. Like a pumpkin. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of hit the nail on the head yourself. Using terms like, I know how to manage my hangover. <laughs> I woke up early for a walk and a read of the morning paper. I mean... I yeah, gambled I towards... I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just pointing out some key phrases. I know, it's a bit. I know exactly, but I can't deal with fucking dicks in Yates's at midnight I'm just oh look seriously like the point being the inner monologue in my head is like oh fuck off <laughs> the world just fuck <laughs> off it's horrible Apple's can deal with dicks in Yates's <laughs> he is the dick in Yates's <laughs> <laughs> So 
right, okay. something topic up, Jonesy is now known as Pumpkin. Pumpy. All right. Rumpy Have we got names for everybody else? Nah, I'll do. I'll do. All right. That'll do, Don. Well, I think we need the other two here to work them out. Okay. So we can't have dog fucker for Phil. Yay! <laughs> it's in. All right, moving on. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, so new feature time, ladies and gentlemen. We have the To My Left Insert Topic Spotify playlist, which we have now started. If you want to go onto Spotify, just search To My Left Insert Topic and you will find it. We each put in one track each time that we uh, will podcast and we've slowly got about 11 or 12 songs at the moment on there. Uh, Apples, have you added a song to the podcast uh, playlist so far? Uh, I haven't. I'm just trying to find out, actually. I think you had. Have you not done any? Apparently not. <laughs> One how of mine is Miguel's. Spotify. So I've added quite a lot to the podcast uh, to the thing, but I think a lot of the one of them I did for Phil Green Machine. I did Phil on the podcast last time. He got me to add it, and then one of them, I guess it was Megs. Really, this is America. This is America, which apparently Crystal Palace is America. Apparently I do. Showing. I love the video. The video yeah. is so. No, that's so the problem with. I I added it, and I was like, actually, it is all about the video. Yeah. I mean, I love the beat to it though, as well. Like, yeah, it's a good tune. It's tune. Yeah. So, Tommy, do you want to talk about a song that you've 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 put in and why? Oh God, I'm playing one. Oh, there we go. Um, yeah, I'll talk about Drunk Driver. Drunk Driver is. Um, a song by Cassie Headrest, a band oh, that we only like because of John Robbins. I don't. I did you have you heard of them before? John Robbins mentioned them. I hadn't. We I heard their songs on the intro before we went to see John Robbins, and then got into it subsequently after that. Great. Oh, like I'd listen to them a little bit after he did the because they do on on their podcast they do the Keep It Session sessions where they introduce a band, and he talked about them on there. So I had heard this track and it's a proper I think this is the one that Phil was talking about being a what would you call it when it just gets an earworm it gets in your head <laughs> an earworm an, catchy, it, motherfucker. An egg, egg a catchy like... motherfucker um, and it is it's a proper one, it takes a bit of listening to I didn't really like it at first but there's some of my favourite songs of all time I didn't particularly like when I first listened to them Put it out of your mind And perish the thought There's no comfort in responsibility Drunk drivers, drunk drivers It doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this It doesn't have to be like this I don't think it's Apples' cup of tea because it doesn't have Oxide or Neutrino featured in it. So uh... I like all sorts of music. You should know that by now. Yes, Chris you do. Jones. That's why I'm definitely putting some new... Frank tunes in there, though. <laughs> <laughs> don't soil our playlist with I've your... Already added, I've already added 
Ministry of Sound, greatest yeah, garage did. song. I'm, I'm off now. <laughs> okay, right. I'd just like to say Apples has added one song. I'm going to play it through the microphone. <laughs> you, can you guess what it is? Great shout. Shocking. Oh, to That's be fair, that, that was going to be my intro to the podcast. I forgot to do it. I might edit it in. It was going to be so many... <laughs> It was going to be so many jokes, so many jeers, and all those oh so nears. Welcome to To My Left Insert Topic. <laughs> because I thought it was you have to read it. You should have done football, like country or player related intros as well. Oh, <laughs> I spent hours on those intros, you bastard. I've, got, really? I've now got recommended really? songs based on the songs <laughs> in this playlist. We're on the Ball by Anton Deck, <laughs> Vindaloo, Fat Les. <laughs> Come on, England, 4-4-2. Why three lions, Apples? Why have you added three lions by Bedell Skinner and the Lightning Seeds? Because it made me feel good about being an England fan again. It was nearly coming home. It is quite a bittersweet song. That's what I like about it. It is. It it is. It is. is. Yeah. Because they were saying if we won the World Cup, that song would be redundant because... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? My uh, song I've inserted into the To My Left Insert Topic playlist is <coughs> Feel Alright by Steve Earl. Now, sometimes you can get great songs from great TV programs. And oh, yeah. there is no better TV program than The Wire. And there is no better use of a montage apples uh, yeah. a montage <laughs> just playing it i've just heard it yeah is uh at the end of each season of the wire and this is yeah. the end of season two which i'm currently watching with alice at the moment because we're, we're box in the wire is uh is the montage at the end of the the dockers season and uh it starts with little nicky sabodka who was in skyscraper which i saw last week love a bit of nick sabodka at the start just looking out at the dock through like some mesh fence and then it does a play of all the characters that you've met over the course of the seasons and stuff. But And that got me into Steve Earle. And it's one of his great songs. There's other great songs he does, like Galloway Girl or Copperfield Road and all kinds of jazz like that. But he's a proper alcoholic, uh, heroin addict kind of country singer who's actually in... He, he plays Bubsy's sponsor in The Wire as well. Mm. But the more you read about him, the more he's like almost like a, a non-commercial Johnny Cash or something like that. And he, he's really well worth getting into your back catalogue with. And Feel Alright is probably one of his most commercial hits. And it's an absolute banger. A betrayal and conspiracy is sacrilege and heresy I feel alright I feel alright tonight I feel alright Right, podcasts. Uh, film of the week is absolute favourite of mine. My favourite film of all time. It is Midnight Run. We are actually quite randomly celebrating thirty years since its cinematic release in nineteen eighty-eight, uh, starring Charles Godwin and Robert De Niro, directed by Michael Brest, who also who previously had directed Beverly Hills Cop. It is a story of a bounty hunter and a white-collar accountant's adventures across America. 
now I could wax lyrical about this film all day it has my favourite kind of buddy cop not liking each other liking each other at the end banter gunfights car traces but the real thing I like about it is the human aspect of it and uh, and the performances by the two actors but you guys I, I think Apples you'd seen this previously a lot in my flat over the yeah. years but Tommy and Mig and Phil this was quite this was quite new to them and Phil had said I think they'd, they'd seen it haven't they no, Mig Phil had definitely had, seen it Phil I hadn't seen it before and loved time, it yeah. I thought I had seen it until I watched it today and realised I hadn't <laughs> really <laughs> literally thought I did I, I, I don't know what I was thinking of, but no, um, it was a little gem. Yeah? Oh, so this was the first time you've ever it's seen it? It's the first Seriously? time I've seen after it. After all the years yeah, Literally, about after it all this time, it's the first time I'd actually seen it. Did you like it then? Yeah, go on, tell me tell me more. Okay, well, uh, loved it. Like, uh, I, I was just trying to get it then. Like, for one, straight away, the music. Like, I've got it like, you know, that old style, like... Yeah. I don't know. Like yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, that genre just it brings. It's hard because I don't know how much of it is nostalgia. It's it's like the the Stranger Things thing, you know, when it it kind of because I've heard that for the first time, it brings back that genre of films with that music in that era, and you're like, fuck, straight away, and I'm gonna like it, even though nothing had happened apart from, of course, when he nearly gets his head blown off through the door. I mean, that's quite funny. But <laughs> I, I love. I, no, honestly, I thought it's. Amazing, yeah, genuinely really good film. The the one liners, I love, I love his fucking his bants. Like, I love um, De Niro's banter. Like, just the shit at the beginning where he's like, um, he's like, come on, get out of the car, and he's like, oh, let's no, let's stay in the car, let's talk some more to the FBI guy. Like, I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm not saying the best bits, but but I did notice one, maybe not flaw, but considering they were on the like, so they're continually not on the run, sorry, but they're trying to get back, aren't they? How was he getting all these fucking handcuffs? <laughs> He's always recuffing the guy. And I'm like, they, they just got taken off and thrown away. They, you know, you've just been in the river and they were lost. And like, all of a sudden he just pulls out another set of handcuffs. Well, he got, like, him, off Mar- he got him off Marvin Dorfler. No, I don't want to watch it. It's funny. He just keeps pulling out these, these handcuffs every time. But no, absolutely loved it. Um, it's also, I think it, it reminds me of the old, you know, like today you hear about policemen and you think like, you hear about all the red tape and all that shit. But it's like, you start watching that and I know he's not a cop, but you kind of see the police. It's like, ah, oh, it actually kind of reunites back to the, how you'd want to be as a kid or a cop. Like, I don't know, yeah, that yeah, old yeah. school of policing. Oh, and, complete fiction, I don't know, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. I love it. Uh, yeah. No, I just loved it. Genuinely. I thought it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I lo- I, the little bits like, you know, when they go to his ex-wife's house, yeah, uh, and that's such a heart-wrenching scene. You can definitely see like that, like the character of it. Uh, you know, and you, you know, when you see some films and it's just you just see in a beginning, middle, and end. You actually just see a there's a proper character arch of of those people, and you'll see them in a, in a small space of time. The bit where they walk out of the the ex uh, the wife's ha- uh, house and they're on the driveway, and De Niro puts uh, Charles Godwin uh, the Duke back in the car. And then he just lifts his coat so it doesn't get trapped in the door. Yeah. And it's little incidental yeah. bits like that, which means you're watching a proper made film. You know what I mean? You, it's the, the little pieces 
which really matter with, with that kind yeah. of stuff. Uh, I mean, I, I, it's my favorite film. It is my, it's my comfort blanket. It's my favorite film of all time because it's, it does what men do. It does that. You can be say the most horriblest things to each other as a Shut sign up. of affection. Sometimes, you know what I mean. <laughs> it is. It, I don't think many films get that kind of level of humour more more than Midnight Renders. I do wonder if there was a typecast there, though. And it might be because I've seen it now. But to me, the guy playing the FBI, I don't know the actor's name, fucking brilliant. Like the actual... Oh, thing, yeah. The two. Right? Mosley. Obviously, <laughs> is it Jimmy? I've forgotten his name already. The gangster, perfect. You know, yeah. typecast role. De Niro, brilliant. I was not... Is it Godin? I wasn't Lorenzo. a great fan of him playing that. Um, who, oh, who played Godwin, the, the, the Oh, he's brilliant. I, there's lots of people that I was reading the IMDb page whilst I was watching, and the amount of other people, more famous people, that got potentially cast as that role, like were thought of first. And actually, and I could see why they were thought of, but I did think he was probably the right bit. Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, Robin Williams for, was a potential. Whoopi Goldberg for was me, potential casting, which would have been random. For me, I couldn't, I genuinely, I just had, and, and again, this typecast, but the guy from Shawshank, what's his name? I just would have thought he would have been absolutely perfect for it. Tim Robbins. The, the main guy who escapes, the accountant. Sure, because Robin, he played the white guy, the main Tim guy. Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what? think he just would have... In my head, he would be perfect. Oh, Godwin's... Oh, no, Charles Godwin's amazing in it. Well, that, look, that look he gives when he's in the plane, <laughs> when he's taken off... I think it's slightly bit. biased, but the I, thing, I think I it's very The thing I couldn't get out of my head, and I forget which it is, is either Harry and the fucking Hendersons or fucking Beethoven. Beethoven. It is Beethoven. And I could yeah. not get him out, and yes, that's why. And that's course, all I had yeah. in my head. From he's the moment I saw him, it, I keep yeah. seeing this the goofy faces he pulls when he's eating burgers with the fucking dog. And I'm like, so I could never take him seriously in the role. But that's it. That's my, it's a very, my, I still thought it was amazing, but, but that's my minor, minor pick. A lot of those scenes are improvised, especially some of the one-liners, you know, like the, uh, hey, what do you say? I'm going to put you in the fucking truck, you know, kind of thing. They're yeah. all one-liner. The thing with the chicken thing, when De Niro laughs, is that chicken, you know, have you ever looked at one of those, uh, if you ever fucked an animal, <laughs> you know, there was some good-looking <laughs> yeah, chickens yeah. and stuff like that. That was completely improv. They're literally laughing at each other as they're filming it because that stuff is never in the script. It is so good. See you in LA, Jack. My favourite line was the, is this more on number one? Yeah, or more number two on the phone. Yeah, that is cool. That is cool. I, I have to say I did I I did enjoy it. I watched it thinking I wish I'd watched this. Yeah. When I watched Beverly Hills Cop, or yeah. do you know what I mean? Like I wish I'd watched it before. And I watched it. There was a big group of us. Jonesy, you you came near the end of it. Yeah. Watch the end of it. Hey. So I'd, I'd had a few beers by the time oh, I watched it. So I'm not sure I did it massive justice, but I did. I really enjoyed it. Is, is. Great choice. I can't believe I hadn't actually seen it. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, brilliant. Did love it. Right. So, yeah, that's Midnight Run. It'll be nice to get 
uh, Phil's my and choice now, isn't it? Uh, later thing. It is back apples. We you are. Choose, you choose all my choice. It is actually <laughs> Apples' film for film this of the week. But my ultimately, ultimately, if out of three stars, what would we give Midnight Run? Uh, three. Yeah, Ooh, I don't. I don't vote out of three but out of five I'd give it three stars uh, five stars five stars five stars it's my <laughs> it's my podcast my podcast <laughs> I'd, give it, I'd give it top scores definitely uh, Apples what is your film of the week for next week I know it's your choice Apples <laughs> but if you said nuns on the run I wouldn't be angry <laughs> <laughs> no I don't know whether I don't do think it. that film has aged well <laughs> I watched it the other day, but I don't want to pick a film I've already watched because it kind of ruins it. I, I was generally, I was generally, yeah, maybe. No, but you know what? I'll, I'll message. Part of me was thinking, it. I'd really be. I don't the know if you guys have seen the new one, so no, I don't know if you'd yeah. seen the old one. I'd be interested in your opinions on it and stuff. But I don't know yeah. if I want that as my pick. I'll think about it. I'll put it on the WhatsApp group. I don't know. Ooh, I need yeah, All Cliff forty Hunter. listeners to this podcast aren't on the WhatsApp group, so yeah. Um, but you, I know some of the, the, we, we have done it by the time you edit it, so you can add it. You'll have to add it yourself. Well, add oh, by the way, guys, it was. Oh yeah, that's Tune true. Tune into our Instagram account. Instagram. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 no, yeah. Also, if you want to email the show, our email address is to my left insert topic at gmail dot com. I don't think anyone's checked it in about six months, so let's have a butcher's now. Check out the blog as well, or drop in on WhatsApp. Drop in on WhatsApp. We're on Instagram, uh, to my left insert topic. And I don't think we've got an email. Let's have a butcher's. Oh, we've got 15 emails. Ooh. <laughs> it's all about GDPR. Yeah. <laughs> Monetize your podcast with Dynamo. No, thank you. <laughs> nope, we got nothing. Dynamo, we just got loads of promotional stuff. They're not yep, the music, Dynamo. the magician. The magician, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that has been to my left insert topic for this week. We will this be week. back. We will be back next week with more material <laughs> and more bants and more jokes and more political analysts and more of Apple saying inappropriate things. I have been Jonesy. Good night, Apples. Good night, Apples. Good night, Tommy. Good night, Tommy. Looks like I'm walking. Good night. I hate this. I hate these people. Why is that man acting like that? Oh, fuck off. (laughs) The world just fuck (laughs) off. It's horrible. 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 Horrible.